Greetings, and welcome to Montessori in Action, a podcast for Montessori educators to remind you that you are not alone. I'm your host, Elizabeth Slade, and let's spend some time listening to what is in the hearts and on the minds of other Montessorians. Veronica Siaz is the Montessori District Coordinator in Dallas, Texas, for the Dallas Independent School District. In her first year in the position, she developed a district-wide professional development day to serve all the Montessori schools. Gathering for a day and rotating through a variety of workshops and speakers, the staff of the schools learned together, connected, and felt the power of their community. Join us as Veronica talks about her journey creating this experience for her Montessori community. Welcome, Veronica Sias. I'm so happy to have you on Montessori in Action podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. Well, I was hoping we'd just start with introducing yourself to our listeners and sharing a bit about your Montessori journey and how you came to be the Montessori District Coordinator for the Dallas Independent School District. Well, again, my name is Veronica Sias. This year I serve as the Montessori Coordinator, and my role is to support all of our eight campuses and ensure the sustainability of our program. Previously, I worked as a former educator at Eduardo Mata for about seven years. Then I transitioned as a um, Montessori instructional specialist for a different department within our district. And my responsibility was to work with educators, um, ensuring that they had the support through a coaching cycle. And mm -hmm. this year, um, I serve as the Montessori coordinator. Lovely. So tell us a little bit about the Montessori schools in Dallas. We have eight. Um, our eighth school is going to open this upcoming school year. Mm -hmm. So we are um, working behind the scenes to ensure that they have all the furniture, material, mm -hmm. curriculum, mm -hmm. and all the support needed to ensure they're successful their first year. We have two magnet programs at our current DISD, and the rest are either a transformation or a choice school. And again, Edna Rowe is opening up this uh, current um, school year. Mm -hmm. Lovely. And what's the age span of the schools? So some vary depending on the program. Mm -hmm. Some are uh, pre-K-4 and kinder. Some carry pre-K-3, 4, and mm -hmm. kinder, depending on the program. Um, all of them do honor the multi-age grade levels. Mm -hmm. Um, we have lower elementary, and all of those carry first, second, and third. Mm -hmm. And then upper elementary is where it kind of changes depending if it has a middle school. Mm -hmm. So it's either fourth, fifth, or fourth, fifth, sixth. Mm -hmm. And how many of the eight schools have a middle school program connected? Three of our Montessori campuses have a middle school. Some carry the Montessori program and other campuses transition into another program, such as the IB. And if I was a, a parent of someone at one of the schools that ended Montessori at fifth, 
can I get into one of the Montessori middle schools at one of the other Montessori campuses? Yes, they can. Nice. Right. So there's a pathway from three years old through eighth grade in Dallas for families and children. Lovely. Lovely. Well, you've been doing some big work over there since you became the district coordinator. And one of the big pieces of work was um, launching this Montessori summit that you organized for your district Montessori schools to share some professional development in January. Um, Love to hear you talk about that and how that idea came about. Yes. So I've been fortunate um, to be a part of this amazing district for eight years. So I have different lenses as an educator, as a specialist, and as a coordinator, my job is to observe, observe (laughs) what has been working and what needs some adjustment. Mm-hmm. Our district does an amazing job of providing professional development throughout the year, especially during the summer for educators who are seeking um, an opportunity to widen a certain skill. However, it doesn't often mirror um, the Montessori philosophy. And so it has always been the challenge of taking a training and putting a Montessori spin to it. Mm -hmm. So with this Montessori summit, we, um, our goal was to provide leadership opportunities and again, provide professional development that caters to our community. Mm -hmm. In addition, getting the Montessori campuses together to provide a networking opportunity. And so we invited all of our eight Montessori schools. We had conversations with campus leaders to ensure that we all had the same goal, that they provided feedback as far as what is it that their teachers need additional training. From then, we secured our big training sessions by collaborating with various training centers. And so once we gathered those big pieces, then we started planning for those smaller sessions. Mm-hmm. And who better to bring than our educators who have been in our district serving for 15 years, nine years, with a wealth of experience who have made it work, who mm-hmm. have made Montessori in the public sector work. Mm-hmm. And so with that, we designed a schedule where they would come in and work, uh, providing workshops. So once they decided what they wanted to um, introduce, then we work with them one-on-one to ensure that not only um, did we provide contact, but also resources for educators to take back into the classrooms uh, Mm -hmm. because often they hear all these beautiful lectures and no resources. So it's not being implemented in the classroom. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And we actually um, were creative enough to put a spin to it with district needs. So uh, anything that the district was requiring of our educators, we ensured that respecting the fidelity of our model, but also enhancing it with other resources. So we created this beautiful um, Google site, which was a landing page where they would go to a session, click on the presenter, download all the resources, and 
created um, the resources in a way that they could just print and attach it to their albums as an extension. So it had all those requirements that you would see on a scripted uh, lesson, um, just with minor tweaks and additional extensions for them. Mm -hmm. So in that way, educators um, could go to one session, but download the resources from the session their friend went to that they heard all about. So everybody could really access all the different sessions through that approach. Correct. And it was a choose your own uh, journey. And mm -hmm. so they weren't confined to a particular session. Yes, they were able to be part of the broader topics, but once they uh, got to the mini sessions and they were able to choose from two. Mm -hmm. And so it gave that flexibility for educators to really hone in on mm -hmm. what they were missing or what they wanted further information from. So there were two sessions for each level. So there were two primary sessions, two lower L, two upper L, each at each um, interval. Correct. That's so much to plan. It's amazing. First, Correct. I'm also wondering how many educators um, are in the public Montessori programs in Dallas? How many people was this attending? We had around 250 educators. So it was a large group. So trying to ensure a location that allowed for 10 sessions to run simultaneously mm -hmm. because in addition to serving our educators, we also had sessions for our co-educators who are a big instrument um, for ensuring the success in Montessori mm -hmm. classrooms. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to ensure that they also had sessions to be a part of so that they mm -hmm. can know how to fully support mm -hmm. their uh, educators in the classroom. Mm -hmm. mm, that's lovely. And that, that's always such a much needed piece, um, to make sure all the adults in the Montessori school are grounded. Mm. Well, how did you find a large enough space to host this? Where did you end up landing? We ended up at the Pegasus building, um, and Pegasus owns various buildings within Dallas. Mm -hmm. Um, Dallas ISD partners with a lot of universities mm -hmm. and has partnerships with a lot of um, higher education mm -hmm. uh, campuses. But that was a struggle. That was a mm -hmm. struggle that not mm -hmm. all of the spaces had 10 rooms. Mm -hmm. We also needed mm -hmm. a room where we can house every campus for mm -hmm. those larger sessions. Mm -hmm. And so that was that was a struggle with a lot of beautiful campuses, mm -hmm. just not enough room. And mm -hmm. the turnaround of prepping this in two months, a lot of uh, campuses were booked or had mm -hmm. an event. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's genius, though, thinking about, um, you know, higher education campuses, um, because pretty much um, all of the listeners are around nearby a college or university that it could partner with um, to sponsor such an event. So that's a, that's a lovely thinking outside the box. It doesn't have to be within Dallas, um, you know, district building that you got some partners involved in it. Yeah. Um, so there must have been tremendous amounts of logistics involved in creating such a thing for 250 educators with 10 simultaneous sessions. Um, 
What advice do you have for listeners that are thinking, oh, we, we only have two public Montessori. We only have five. She did it with eight. What, what logistics would you suggest that people think out ahead of? Well, we have national conferences. We are not able to send all of our educators to these big conferences. And mm-hmm. so we wanted to make this event uh, a conference style uh, yeah. that they would just have that feeling of attending, mm-hmm. um, making our educators feel special. So it was the small details. It was the wall balloon. It was the badges. <laughs> it was the food, mm-hmm. making sure mm-hmm. they had a goodie bag. We also mm-hmm. created a ma- amazing t-shirts for all of our educators. So I reached out to a lot of friends that had small businesses and I pleaded my way uh, in the sense of, please help me. This is for educators. Mm -hmm. So making sure that they took this experience of a a conference uh, style Mm -hmm. event Mm -hmm. and we had amazing feedback. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's securing, again, the place, the food, uh, it's securing these big sessions with, um, again, anyone that you collaborate as far as training sessions mm-hmm. and just talking to them and saying, this is what I, this is what mm-hmm. our district is needing. Please come talk to our teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, we have uh, a wide variety of educators, those who are just uh, entering their training, those mm-hmm. who have completed and those veterans. And so Mm -hmm. we wanted to cater to all of them. Our veteran Mm -hmm. teachers also need that uh, growth. Mm -hmm. Um, They're seeking, they're craving. And so Mm -hmm. often they're the ones that get left out because they're already knowledgeable. They're Mm -hmm. wanting, how can I further what I already know? Right. So I hear you saying two things. Um, The second is about really strong content, making sure the conference, like really putting the time into the content to make sure there's something for everyone. Um, and the first thing I heard you saying is attention to the details, right? Those sort of like the prepared environment or the, the grace and courtesy of the event to have those extra things that create the event as special and not just a, another thing we have to trudge through, but a, a, like a celebration of the Montessori community. Anything you'd want to add to either of those between strong content and attention to the details? Uh, For me, it's also the structure with the presenters in the sense that they're not getting paid for this. Uh, They're doing it out of the kindness of their heart. And so Mm -hmm. ensuring that they also have a positive experience being Mm -hmm. flexible. So it's being Mm -hmm. able to create a lot of virtual sessions to support their content building, but also meeting them in person to ensure that they feel comfortable that I was um, able to provide anything that they need. Mm -hmm. Um, It was also during winter break and then the first day back, it was our summit. So it was Mm -hmm. ensuring that all of the materials that they were going to use, we went to each campus and picked up every single material that we they could rest during that break. Mm. Um, I also went to every campus, took a photograph to ensure that they had a professional photo uh, that was used in our landing page. So Mm -hmm. again, the small details in ensuring that they felt special Mm -hmm. 
and that um, mm-hmm. just being thankful for their time mm-hmm. and their expertise. Mm-hmm. And how how often did you meet with the presenters leading up about about how many times did you meet or was it different depending on the presenter? We had four afternoon sessions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and one in-person session. But okay. of course, life happens. So again, it was that flexibility that if mm-hmm. they weren't unable to attend due to a family uh, event or just any after-school program that they were also a part of, <laughs> that we uh, created time within our schedule to meet with them and guide them along the way. Mm. Wonderful. And is it your hope that this becomes a tradition, that this was the first, or is that, was that, <laughs> now you need a rest because that was exhausting. What's your thought moving forward? Yes. Uh, at the end of the event, we gathered feedback in addition to just more coffee throughout the day. It was <laughs> making this event happen mm. twice a year. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so we know that the needs are different at the beginning of the year versus right. the end. And so, again, focusing on at the beginning of the year, what are sessions that might benefit our educators mm-hmm. to ensure that they mm-hmm. adjust what mm-hmm. they currently have as far mm-hmm. as lesson planning, as far as work plans, as mm-hmm. far as record keeping, the prepared environment. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm knowing how to stagger lessons or how Mm -hmm. to just build their classroom schedule. And then at the end or mid-year, they're just looking for a pick-me-up. Give me a reason um, (laughs) of why we're doing this. Mm -hmm. Um, And just for them to just gather that energy back Mm -hmm. and that drive because it is tough. It is tough to be a Montessori Mm -hmm. educator Mm -hmm. in the public sector. Mm-hmm. Well, what a beautiful way to sort of calibrate best practice across the district and also building community. I imagine it must have been really exciting for people to realize I'm not alone. Look at how many people are doing what I'm doing and look at this room full of people um, that I can connect with in support of whatever the topic is. Um, what a what a lovely way to launch the school year and get re-energized. Yes. Well, thank you so much for sharing your um, ideas and your experience with our community. And I wish you so much luck in the development of your twice a year summits. Also, if you're listening in our show notes, you'll find a link to the summit where you can see the work of Veronica and her district in holding professional development district-wide. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Our show is a project of Public Montessori in Action, elevating voices in the community to forward the mission. Our host is Elizabeth Slade. Our producer is Isaac Price Slade. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and sharing it with others. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts.